Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, episode number 18. Today's guest, Andrew Ryan, he is a master at, you know, creating that dream client avatar or client profile or ideal client profile, whatever you want to call it. We talk about that today and I love this episode because we're diving so much deeper into one specific topic instead of just talking about launches because I think, you know, having that dream client avatar is something that's so overlooked with so many people who are starting up and it can literally make or break your launch in so many ways because if you know who you're targeting, your messaging will become so much crystal clear and you will attract the right people. So you don't want to miss this episode. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Andy Ryan. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thank you so much, Ken, for having me on your podcast today. It's awesome. I just want to say... Like I mentioned before we got started here, that I appreciate you approaching me and wanted to talk about the topic that we we're going to discuss because that kind of gave me an idea to how we can uh, provide even more value to the listeners of uh, the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Yeah, man. I'm so pumped to be here today. Thank you for having me. Why don't you uh, just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, You know who you are, what you do, and the people that you serve? Okay, great. Andy Ryan. And what I do is I call myself a launch coach, launch engineer in a way where I really dive deep in with my clients, helping them to essentially get out of their own way, help remove those roadblocks that's preventing them from launching. Also for those who are looking to scale, bring me in and bring the team in and and we help people take their launches to the next level. So very I believe very similar, like-minded men here today, and uh, I'm really, I'm really excited to be here uh, sharing this with you. Yeah, like you talked about also before we got started, it's like there's so many people out there, and I am so happy to be able to share knowledge and value from other people as well because we all have different perspectives. So I think that's uh, something a lot of people can learn a lot from. To be honest. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that, and this is for everybody that's listening too, is like, I believe that there's always an audience for where you are at in your journey. Um, I've had people come to me and they are, they look at other people doing something similar, you know, and they say, well, like, I can't, I can't compete with that. Or, you know, this person's not charging what I want to charge, or this person charges way more than, than what I feel comfortable charging for my services or my products or you know, whatever level you're at, there's going to be an audience for you. There's going to be customers at that level that can afford to pay what you want to charge or, or what you feel comfortable 
charging, mm -hmm. uh, which more of like what you feel confident charging because you can, you know, you can compare yourself to the, the, the whales or the gurus and you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't do that. I, I can't, I can't charge that much money or I can't compete with them. Here's the thing, you know, especially for people that are starting out or that are, you know, not as far along in their journey as the gurus are looking up to or, or, or the mentors or coaches, you know, you look at some of these guys that are, and, and, and women that are, they're untouchable, right? You can't get one-on-one -on -one time with them unless either you got a big, uh, deep <laughs> pocket, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the, the advice that, the, that they're giving, the, the coaching, the training, a lot of that stuff is the same stuff that you are teaching, coaching, and training. And so at, at your level, there's always going to be an audience for you that can afford you at your level, that, that needs the attention that you can give at your level. And so I just want to offer that as like a, an encouragement to everybody who's listening that even if you feel like you're just starting out and you can't compete with somebody who's you know, made it quote unquote made it in, mm -hmm. in your mind, you know, just think about the access to that person and also like maybe what they're charging for that access. You're able to give more attention or you're able to give more time and more value for a different price point that, that you're at. Or if you're looking at it the other way of, you know, somebody's undercutting me, somebody's undermining me because they're not charging as much as, as I want to charge for my services. There's still going to be people at that price point that are going to be able to afford you and are going to find value in that level. So I just wanted to offer that encouragement there and, you know, look at it in terms of abundance. There's enough for everyone. There's plenty of people to go around. And now with the internet, I mean, we, we're sitting here, I'm in, I'm in Delaware in the United States and Ken, where, where are you? I'm located from? in Norway. So that's uh, a few hours between us. There's a whole ocean between us. Yeah. And here we're having a conversation as if we're in the same room. I mean, how amazing is that? So of all the billions of people in the world, you know, there's, there's gotta be a handful of people that you can, you can serve at your level. So exactly. just wanted to hop in there. And, <laughs> yeah. that encourage. and I just want to add to that, that, you know, you are you and people will, buy your stuff because it's you know they fall in love with you and how you present everything in your perspective so totally. it's really important to just be you don't try to be anybody else yep yep and i've i've, I've made that mistake in my oh, past yeah. i mean when i started out you know doing my business i was charging ten dollars an hour and oh, i wow. would count the minutes that i'd be working on somebody's <laughs> account and I literally sent out invoices for like $42 and 50 cents. You know what I mean? Like it mm -hmm. was, it was bad. My first year in business, I made $8,000 us the whole year, mm. you know? And now it's like, that's, that's like, you know, if I, if I make 8,000 in a month, it's like, okay, cool. So it's, it's just that difference of knowing your worth and knowing your value and, and, um, and not, uh, trying to be everything for everyone, you know? And, and yeah. so I wasn't being myself and I was trying to be whatever I thought somebody would pay for. Right. Mm -hmm. So I dress in a, in a shirt and a tie and I go to these networking events with the local chamber of commerce and, mm -hmm. you know, people who would just be like pulling my chain and trying to get me to barter and do work with them. You know, I fell into that trap and I had to learn the hard way <laughs> about just truly being myself and, and really standing into my own personality yeah. and rubbing people the wrong way. You know, I feel like I'm an abrasive person. I feel like I'm argumentative. My, 
Myers-Briggs personality type is an ENTP. So I'm always debating with people and always trying to challenge people. And some people don't like that. You know, I've, I'm like, I'm okay with it because now I've really come into my own and I know like, Hey, this is who I am. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to tell you how it is. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You're not my people. And I was so afraid of that at the beginning, you know, so afraid of actually being myself. Uh, I was afraid of what people would think, what my own parents would think, you know? Mm. And so just by realizing like, Hey, this is who I am. Being self-aware is like so important and being able to show up as myself has really helped me to attract the right people that I want to work with, that I want to spend time with, who I can really help. Because when I'm pretending to be somebody else and and thinking like this is what people want and chasing after money, that's when I attract the people in my life that I can't stand working with. And I like Mm. loathe any kind of work with them. But when it's when I'm aligned with the, with myself, with who I like being, and I'm attracting those people into my life, those clients are absolutely amazing. And I, I get like energy just from, working with them. I get so fired up and so pumped up. So yeah, with Ken saying, be yourself, like seriously, be yourself. And that will definitely attract your type of people into your, into your life, into your business. It's like, seriously, you're telling my story right there. It's like (laughs) exact same thing pretty much. So yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Yeah. But let's, Just, um, we were supposed to talk about a different topic, not this topic though, but it's interesting. (laughs) Well, we were going to talk about a dream client avatar. And I think that is something that is so overlooked from a lot of people who are starting up because they're just thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to offer. Okay. Let's just go do it. And they just hope Mm -hmm. that people are going to, you know, show up and, you know, buy their stuff and, uh, they probably won't. Because they need to work on who they're targeting and, you know, the whole messaging and all of that stuff. Um, Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. I think it's a good segue into what we were just saying about, you know, attracting the right people by being yourself. And the reason why I call it a dream client avatar, I'm sure a lot of of the listeners have heard of the ideal client avatar. Yeah. There's a lot of variations of his name. Yeah. and And I use the word dream client avatar because in a dream it's fictitious it's not mm. it's not a real person a lot of times when i work with clients they try to to when i tell them like who's your who's your avatar who are you who are you selling to like what do they look like what do, they think of a specific person that they've worked with before somebody who's bought their program before mm. and if they're just starting out they might have only had a few a handful of clients or maybe only one client and they're like well this person was like this so i just need to attract more of these these people and so they, they base it all off of that person's insecurities and imperfections and, and roadblocks and mental blocks. And what ends up happening is you attract more of those people, right? right? And the idea with the dream client avatar is to create a completely fictitious person, right? Like a TV mm. personality or a character in a book or in a movie. You know, if, if you, uh, what's, a, what's a famous TV show that everybody knows uh, the world around that's fictitious? Oh. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay, so Tyrion, the the little one, right? Yeah. He's a very specific type of character. And so if we were creating a program for that personality, for Tyrion, this imaginary character, we would attract people with that same personality, right? That same those same issues, those same problems. And so when we're creating this dream client avatar, we will know them so well 
because we've developed them so well, so specifically that when you're writing your copy, when you're thinking of what type of a funnel you should do or what type of a launch you should do, when you're answering questions or, or, or interviewing people for your, for your group coaching or your mastermind, you're going to be using language. You're going to be telling stories. You're going to be speaking directly to this fictional character that you know so well, and you can understand their pain points. You can understand the benefits that your program is going to have for them, that it attracts them so much more than if you were just to kind of do a blanket statement, right? Mm. I see this all the time when, when people are saying like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a health coach. I'm a health and fitness coach. For who? Oh, for, for women who have lost themselves after kids. And I'm like, you just named like half the population in the world. Okay. So what makes you different? What makes you more specific? And so we see this all the time where people are afraid to get really specific with their dream client avatar. And so by calling it a dream client avatar, by telling people you can create this fictitious character, you just make them up, make this, this character, this dream client avatar, the perfect client for you, for your, for your program, for the course that you've created, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is that this person is absolutely in love with you. They're like, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. They're going to get the biggest transformation out of your, your program. They're going to have the biggest impact from, from your program that they're going to be like your, your number one testimonial. And this person can not only pay for your program, but they're happy to pay you for the program. This person gobbles up all of your content that you're giving them. They're action taker. They take action on what you're telling them to do and they see the results. I mean, who wouldn't want somebody to, to do that? And I didn't believe that this could exist, that this could happen in real right. life. Like I, I thought that, you know, you just get what you get, right? So <laughs> let, let me just quick tell a story about when I was in college, I was, da- I was dating a girl in college and I was dating her for two years and we were, we were both in the psychology program. I got a bachelor's in science and psychology and, and one of the last classes that we took was like a marriage and family therapy class. And the professor said, you know what you should do? You should write down a list of everything that you want in a spouse, like a checklist, write down everything that you want in a, in a perfect spouse. And I was like, wow, okay, this is cool. I never heard of this before. So I went through, I wrote up this, this whole checklist. It was like maybe, I don't know, 14 to 26 items or something like that. Mm. I finished writing it and I look over at my girlfriend at the time who was sitting next to me and I'm like, man, she doesn't check off one of mm. these boxes. And so I thought to myself, like, this is, this is malarkey. Like I'm never going to find a girl that, that meets all this thing. I'm never going to find a woman, a mother of my children. That's going to, that's going to meet these things. So anyway, we broke up fast forward a few years later and I meet my now current wife, Serena, and we start talking and I get to know her and I'm, like, whoa, let me pull up this list that I had for this fictitious wife, this fictitious mother of my children that I thought would just be perfect. And I'm going through and I'm, I'm looking at it and she's every single thing on my list and wow. more. And I'm like blown away. And I'm like, I got to marry this woman. So like six <laughs> months later, I proposed to her and we get married a year later and we've been married for 10 years and have two kids. So that was the first time that I learned the magic of manifesting people into your life, manifesting the people that you want in your life. And 
it, it all starts with coming up with the, the list of that perfect person. And, and in business, Ken, we were talking about, you know, starting out and not being yourself and attracting the wrong people. I didn't think that I could attract the people in my life that I wanted to work with. I thought I just had to work with what was in front of me. That's why I went to local mm. networking events. That's why yeah. I would do work for anybody for just a few dollars when I started out because I didn't believe that I could work with people in the capacity that I wanted to, that I could just create. This is how I'm going to help people in the world. And this is the type of person I really want to help and put that out there into the universe and it come to fruition and it comes to happen. And I can tell you that it works because that's what I'm doing now. I'm living and breathing the life that I wanted five years ago. I have it now. The clients that I wanted five years ago, I have now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all because of creating this dream client avatar of who I want to work with. Right. So let me ask you this. I think a lot of people, when they start thinking about this dream client avatar, they kind of start to look at themselves or trying to find people that kind of look like themselves. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the wrong approach, right? It depends. You know, I see it. I see it all the time of, you know, people who are saying, I just want to help somebody who is in my position mm-hmm. a few steps ago. I mean, it's a good place to start, but somewhere down the line, you're not going to get the right people because you are not them and you will perhaps twist things and not think in the same kind of way that they are. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, you weren't, you weren't perfect coming up, right? You think about Absolutely. the different roadblocks that you've had, the, the amount of times that you, you know, maybe didn't sign up for a program that you thought might've been good, or you hesitated or you dragged your feet or you didn't implement what you were learning in a course when you purchased it. So, you know, I totally get what you're saying of, you know, don't base your avatar off of yourself. Cause again, if you're basing your dream client avatar off of a real life person, especially yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to get all those imperfections in there as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And even our dream client avatar isn't quote unquote perfect, of course. but you can make them perfect to what your course is going to help them with or what your program helps them with. Right. right. And so it, I see it a lot of time. I don't think there's anything wrong with going after somebody who was in your position just a few steps ago. You remember that there was a book, they turned it into a movie, Catch Me If You Can, it had Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. And he walks into a classroom at a university and the professor's not there. So mm-hmm. he just starts teaching the class. And the class yeah. had no idea. And he shows up every day teaching this class until they call him. <laughs> and all he did was read the chapter and then turn around and teach it to the class the next day. Yeah. He just had to be one step ahead of the class. And he was exactly. seen as the professor. And that's the same thing that, that, that we're at. You know, the whole idea of, you know, being just a few steps ahead of those that you're, that you're teaching. I wouldn't recommend somebody try to teach something that they have no idea about uh, or that they haven't experienced before. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just different when you've experienced something in your life and you're like, Hey, I can help people not make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. And you kind of, you get it, you know, you just mm-hmm. simply get it. Absolutely. Totally. So how would you recommend that people, you know, get started on designing their dream client? Where do they start? I would say you start with profiling them and 
this isn't a bad profiling. This is a good, a good profiling, right? You hear that word profiling all the time is a bad thing. But in this situation, profiling, meaning we're going to come up with very specific things about this person. If you've ever created a, a vision board before, you know, people cut out pictures in magazines and magazines and put it up on a board so they can look at it and say, that's, that's what I'm working towards. That's what I'm going to manifest in my life. And, and you, you do all the different rituals to, and the actions to bring that into your life. It's the same thing. What we're doing is we're creating a vision board, essentially, of our dream client avatar. And we need to get really specific so that we can imagine them in our heads as a real person so that when we're, we're writing to them, when we're writing copy, when we're creating the programs, we're thinking specifically of that person. We go so far as to even name the person. We give them a mm-hmm. name, right? Would Sarah react to this Facebook ad that I just made? Would, would Sarah say, yes, sign me up for this program? Would Sarah go through this challenge, actually show up for it and do it, and then want more and take me up on my offer to join our program? And we get so specific. We go through you know, a whole bunch of different questions. You know, Where do they live? What do they look like? What kind of clothes do they wear? You know, where is their attention? What do they listen to podcasts? Are they reading books? Are they, you know, are they, and, and, and you use the different categories that really do apply to what your program is. So if your program is a fitness program, some of the things that you would be asking about your avatar is, you know, what are their daily habits? Like what, what's their, you know, diet like? Have they joined programs before? Have they seen results? Are, what, what's their motivation? Are they motivated by health reasons? Are they motivated because of physical appearance? You know, did they have a mother that was super fit and always called them fat and, as they were growing up? And so they have this like deep-rooted feeling that they're never going to be good enough. So we get super specific on this stuff because when it comes to actually writing the copy, You can say those specific stories. You can tell those specific stories asking them, you know, did you grow up with your mother telling you you were never good enough? Did your mother pinch your side and, and, uh, you know, grabbing little pieces of of parts that she thought was too fat on you. And, and it, you know, turns you into feeling like you're some kind of a huge person and, and you'll never be good enough. And we can get so specific with our, with our language, with our stories, with our marketing, that when people are reading it, when they're consuming the content, they're saying, yes, that's me. I've experienced that. Mm. The, whole, the whole thing is, a, is a, a bullseye. It's a target, right? When we play darts, when you aim for that bullseye, you don't always hit the bullseye, but you're going to be within that area, right? It's not going to yeah. be something around the other wall. We're aiming right for this bullseye. So we're going to hit all around it. And it's the same thing when we create a very specific dream client avatar, we're going to attract all those people that are around that. And if we do attract other people into our program for whatever reason, maybe they're like, oh, I, you know, I liked your hat in the video. I thought, you know, Volcom's cool. I, you know, I, I like Volcom too. And then they, they join your program or they, or they, you know, message you, is this program right for me? You say, no, 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 no. This is who this program is specifically for, is this mm-hmm. person. These are the results that are typical of people that come through my program. You know, if you've ever been on a, on a webinar with somebody and they say, this is for you, if this mm-hmm. is not for you, if, you know, that's, that's the whole getting really specific with who you can help and who this program is for. And I feel like there's so many times that, that we have this fear 
that we're not going to fill our program or, or that no one's going to buy our product because we've gotten too specific, because we've niched down too much to this fictional person that may not even exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. And we, we get this fear. So then what we do is we broaden it up. Like we, we open up our target. And then what ends up happening is we become the, the jack of all trades, the master of none. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have open heart surgery, I'm going to go to a doctor, to a surgeon that's an expert in open heart surgery. I'm not going to risk, you know, somebody said, oh, I, I think I could do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a general practitioner, you know, doctor. I help babies. I help, I help horses. I can do that. I can do open heart surgery. I've seen it in a YouTube video. I can help you with that. No, I'm not trusting somebody like that. There yeah. was a, a guy that I followed who's got a Ferrari. One day his Ferrari wouldn't start. So mm-hmm. what did he do? He didn't, he didn't call AAA and have it towed to the oh, nearest no. garage to get fixed. No, he called Ferrari, who sent out a trained technician to his house mm-hmm. that, that fixed it there at the location, right? You know, white glove service and all. And the reason being is because a Ferrari is a very expensive car that you take care of, right? It's not, it's not for the, the common mechanic that can mm-hmm. fix anything to come in and take a look at. You don't want that. So it's the same thing. You know, if you're expecting people to pay you money to come to you as the expert, as somebody that's really going to help them to have a huge impact on their life, they're going to come to you because you've niched down that you've become very specific with you. You can help. The more general you are, the more broad you are, the more, well, I just want to help so many people. doesn't matter. You have to be very specific with who you want to help and how you're going to help them. And from that, it's a bullseye. It's going to attract everybody that's close to that perfect person that's at the bullseye. Mm-hmm. And you might be surprised. You might find that perfect person. They might be out there and they might say, that's me. It's me. Please help me. I've been... I've, ask the universe for you and, and you've appeared and I, I need you, please help me out. So yeah, definitely get really specific. But do you think that um, it's kind of hard when you start trying to come up with your dream cloud avatar? I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect right off the back. That it, It's something that can evolve over time. You think so? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and it, what happens is you grow as a person. You're not the same person today that you Mm. were yesterday, that you were six months ago, that you were a year ago. And neither is your dream client avatar. Because what happens is even with your programs, memberships, courses, things change. You learn new techniques. You learn uh, different ways of doing things, right? And so as you develop as as a person, as a coach, as a thought leader, as a mentor, your program will change. Your dream client avatar will change. They even, you know, if you've ever heard of the idea of an ascension model or a success path, mm-hmm. every one of those stages that somebody's on, you know, whether they're just starting out or whether they're becoming a master, they're a different person as well, right? They're at a different right. stage. It might be the same dream client avatar, but that person, that avatar is at a different part of their journey. So they're going to need different kinds of help. You know, when they're first getting started out, it's a lot of more of the technical, a lot more of the knowledge. The further they are on their journey, it becomes more mental, more internal, more spiritual, and you're helping them to remove those barriers in their life to help them to to level up to the next level. And so, yes, Ken, as as you change, as you develop, so does your dream client avatar. And that's why I recommend to revisit every single time that you're going to put something out 
who, who is this for? Where are they on, on this success path? Where are they on my ascension model? Mm. You know, get really specific because what can end up happening is if you are still talking to that person that you created a year ago, six months ago, it might not match up to where you're at now and where your program has evolved to. And if that offer isn't aligned with where they are, they're not going to take you up on that offer. Point, good point. So how did you kind of get started with, you know, fine-tuning the whole dream client avatar? I mean, it must be something that kind of sparked it in your business to focus a lot more on this. Yeah, totally. What I found was I would start working with with people and they were they were trying to do just that. They were trying to be this for everything or they would be offering several different packages or, or, or several offerings. And we're like, wait, who, who are we talking to? When I, when I first started out years ago, when I was just essentially being a social media content creator, mm-hmm. somebody called me a content monkey once. I took really <laughs> big offense to that. It was a potential client. He was like, so you're just a content monkey, right? It's like, I don't like that. So yeah. from that, what I would discovered was when I was creating content for other people, you know, they couldn't tell me who the, who they wanted to attract. They were just like every, anybody, just mm-hmm. anybody that will come in. It's like, no, I don't understand. Like, I'm not you. I don't know who you're trying to attract. So I don't know how to talk to them as things developed, as we created, you know, road mapping process, as we, you know, develop funnels and all this stuff, I would see the clients that were successful were the ones who knew who they were talking to and the clients that were not successful in their launches were the ones that were trying to be everything to everyone or or were too broad in their messaging or Mm -hmm. didn't understand who they were talking to. I had this one client who she was marketing to mothers that had school age children, but the mother also had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And she wanted these mothers to go through her launch, which was essentially a four-part video series. And the videos were like 45 minutes or longer. And the cart was only open for like a week and a half. Right. So I'm asked, and I asked her, I was like, when are, these, when are these moms who are working all day and then when they're home, they're taking care of their children, mm-hmm. they're putting them to bed and then they want to relax or maybe they want to go to sleep. When are they going to watch... 45 minute four 45 minute videos all the way to your pitch within a week and a half. When, Mm -hmm. when is that going to happen for them? Right? So the, even the way that people consume our content needs to be catered to who they are and their livelihood. Right. That is so good. And, and, and so I was finding this over and over and I kept having to ask my clients, who are we talking to? Who is this person? And they're like, well, there's this person and then there's this person and then there's or they would say, oh, there's somebody who's between 25 and 45. And I'm like, this, this is world, worlds of difference here. Somebody mm-hmm. who's in their 20s is, are going through different pain points than somebody who's in their 40s. Like there's different reasons why they, they need your program. You, they, both of them could use it, but there's different reasons for it. So we need, who are we speaking to? You know, how are we crafting our, our, our funnel? How are we delivering the content? You know, are we posting it all on LinkedIn? Are we going on hard on Instagram? Where is this at? And so that's why I started forcing everyone that I worked with to go through the dream client avatar training first off Mm -hmm. to go and do that work. Even with repeat clients, every time we go into a launch, we revisit that 
Right. Is this still the person that you're trying to reach? Is this still a person you're trying to serve? What did you learn from this last launch? Who did you attract? Like, well, I attracted a bunch of tire kickers, a bunch of people who booked calls with me, but then didn't end up showing up for the call. Or, or when I told them the price, they were like, it's too much. So what do we need to change with our avatar? Right. What do we need to change with our messaging? And that's why I really got into making sure that everybody goes through this because I want the results for my clients. I want the results that they can see that, you know, their investment with me was, was worth it. When Mm -hmm. I didn't take people through that and I wasn't bold enough to tell them they had to go through it. Those were the launches that I worked on that, that didn't turn out as, as great as they could have. Right. Because the person was trying to do too much or be, something else that, and they were attracting the wrong type of people for their, for their program. So that's where the whole idea and the whole work of doing the dream client avatar over and over and over again, every single time came from and why I force everybody to go through it that works with me because it's just so stinking important. Yeah. And what kind of results do they see when, once they kind of go through that whole process and creating that dream client avatar? Well, the, the clients that I've worked with that have gone through that. So I'll give an example of, there was a, a local guy when I was still transitioning from helping local businesses to helping online businesses and coaches. There was a guy who he owned a company where they would flip houses. So they would mm-hmm. get investors to you know invest with them and they would take the investor's money. They would go out and find properties that they knew they could make a profit on. They would flip the house. They would sell it and then they would take their cut and then they'd give the investors their money from it, right? It was like mm-hmm. a promise, like a 10% return within a year. So he would take right. their money, flip the house, return the, the entire investment plus 10%. That's a great investment in a year to get your money 10% yeah. return a year. And so he came to me and he said, Andy, I want you to help me with Facebook ads. I really think I could create a Facebook ad. I could really help my business out. And I said to him, I said, who are you trying to attract? And he said, I want more investors. And I was like, who's going to see a Facebook ad and think, you know what? I'm going to give you a million dollars to invest on in properties because of this Facebook ad. Yeah. And so here's an example of where we did the dream client avatar work. We, we created this, this dream client avatar of somebody who would be happy to invest a million dollars with, with him, somebody who would be happy to continue to reinvest. So once the house flipped and he got his money back, yeah. he would take that money and put it right back in and wouldn't take his money out. It just kept bankrolling these, mm-hmm. these things. And so we had set up for a year plan with him to do these different things that he had to do to attract that particular type of person. So instead of running a Facebook ad, it was going to meetings with his current investors going to lunch with them, going, taking them out golfing, sponsoring events for them that their family was involved in, right? Like sponsoring mm-hmm. a 5k that the wife was in charge of, of his, his biggest investor. And, and from that, he got to meet other people who were friends with his biggest investor at the time. And he had a year plan of doing all these different things to attract more money. He wanted to raise another million dollars in investment into his business and he was able to do that in three months because right. he changed he changed up how he was essentially attracting and marketing his dream dream client. And he was able to blow that out of the water because now 
he was getting all these other investors interested in what he was doing. And it didn't come from a Facebook ad, right? right. So yeah, because the investors that, that, wouldn't that, be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so this is all about just kind of yeah. You need to be where your audience or the dream client avatar is. Actually, that's what is what this is all about, and you know how you kind of approach this dream client avatar. Yeah, exactly. And uh, another recent one that we had a client that we were working with this year who was really general with who they said that they could help. And through working with with us, we narrowed them down to a specific niche, a specific system of how they help this particular client. And from that, they were able to go from getting no leads, nobody showing up on their webinar to getting leads and getting people to show up on the webinar who ended up booking a call at the end of the webinar, who ended up working with them as a coaching client one-on-one mm. and we was able to book, you know, a $7,000 coaching client out of doing a webinar. Right. And what's even more interesting on top of that from niching down and getting really specific with who they help and how they help them was that somebody else who was in an entirely different industry than the one that she had niched down to said, Hey, I've been following you. I've been watching your journey. And I know that you're a specialist in this particular industry. And I'm being, I'm being vague. Cause I don't know if I'm allowed to share this or not. So I'm <laughs> That's just okay. very vague. And, and so this person reached out to them and said, I know we're in a completely different industry, but what you're doing in that industry with those people, with that specific you know, niche that you, that you said that you do with this specific system that you've created, I know that you can help us. And this mm. is coming from, I think it was like a $40 million company where the, the son was taking over the father's company. The father tried to sell it and the son approached the father and said, don't sell it. Let me take over it. We need to hire this person to come in and and change everything about the way that we're doing business because I see what she's been doing in this other niche. And it's, it's been a crazy year for her, how she went from not attracting anybody because she was so broad to now not only attracting the people that she said she was for, but Mm -hmm. also other people were watching and said, I need your system in, in our business. Yeah. And so that gives her the opportunity to decide, do I want to work with this other industry and, you know, this other client that's not in the one that I'm, I've narrowed it down to, or uh, do I take that opportunity and go through it? It wasn't until she narrowed it down and got really specific with who she could help that she started seeing the results. Yeah. That is a great example because that means that you, yes, you can niche down and be very specific, but that doesn't mean that you won't attract other types of niches or clients. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just making it a lot easier for yourself, just being more specific. And, you know, if another opportunity comes along, well, then you can kind of weigh it up and down and see which, if you want to pursue that opportunity or not. So it's a great example. Exactly. I can even give a real quick one. My wife, Serena, who started the Confident Homeschooler, Two years ago, she uh, started the Confident Homeschooler, and what she did is she started a membership, and when she started out, the people that she was attracting into her, her membership, she was not very specific. She thought, you know, just homeschooling, like people who mm-hmm. are, you know, want more confidence in their choice to homeschool, uh, because it's, it's not the most popular option. 
It's growing yeah. in popularity, but it's still a very, very small piece of the population that decides to educate their children at home instead of sending them off to a school every day. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I'm just going to help homeschooling parents that, that want to homeschool. I'm going to help them with resources and, and it's going to build their confidence in their decision. Well, you know, she did attract people into her program, but everybody wanted her to teach them how to homeschool. She's like, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. So she was attracting the wrong person because she wasn't specific enough in her avatar. Mm -hmm. So she shut down the membership. She refunded everybody their money. And she went back to the drawing board and got really specific with who is it that that she helps. And so when she came out with that idea, I'm going to help people who are deciding if they're going to homeschool or not. So people who have preschool age children, you know, toddlers, young, you know, very young children, they want to home educate, they want to homeschool, but there's a bunch of things that are, are preventing them from making that decision and being confident in their decision. So once she got so specific with who, who it is, she's, she's blown up. I mean, she's got like 5,000 followers on Instagram, like her stuff, whenever she posts, it goes trending on the homeschool hashtags and topics she she did her webinar and attracted people into her webinar and sold her new course on the webinar like it was a new offer brand new thing but because of how specific she was and how specific she was with what she was offering it was like a slam dunk it was so, it was so easy to attract the right people and give them an offer of hey this is going to help you if this is who if this is who you are this is who I'm trying to help this will help you out so it was, it's just been a, an amazing transition from being what, you, what she thought was specific to being actually specific and seeing a, a difference. It's like night and day. Right. I hope everybody that's listening is, you know, ready to kind of just dive into the fear and niche down and get specific because, I mean, yes, it's scary, but you can still do it and you can change it you know, if it's not working, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. So, yeah. Do you have like a, a framework for all this when you're working with your clients that you kind of yeah. put them through? Definitely. Yeah, we do. We do have um, the training that we take them through. There's a framework that I have with, uh, with launching with our let's launch program where essentially it's, you know, you, you develop your dream client avatar. Everything is built on that dream client avatar, because that if you skip that step, it's like sailing. And if you're off just a few degrees, you're going to end up way over here Mm -hmm. at the end of your journey. Right. So knowing this is the direction you're going, this is who we're going to help. Then you create your roadmap based on that dream client avatar. And from your roadmap that helps you to pick what's going to be, there's so many options. There's so many different ways of launching. There's so many funnels, You can do a webinar, you can do a live launch, you can focus your time on LinkedIn, you can go live on Instagram. You know, there's so many things we can do nowadays because of the internet. It's like we have so many options, it almost leaves us paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to pick what's going to give us the best ROI. What's going to give me the best return for my time? What's going to give me the best return for my investment in in ads? Or should should I hire somebody to build this out? Should I hire an ads person to do this for me? Should I hire a VA? You have to, you have to look at that in the roadmap, look at your dream client avatar and you base it all on that. Then you build yourself your launch plan and you have your reusable launch system. 
because with launching, you know this, that if you just launch the one time and never launch again, it's like, okay, who, who really knocks it out of the park on their first launch? Yeah, exactly. Barely anybody. I mean, even, even our, 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 uh, our mentor and friend James, the first time that he launched business by design, I think he made like $8,000 from it. Yeah. You know, wasn't, and wasn't and, where yet now. Yeah, no. And totally. a few years later, it's, it's a, you know, a million dollar launch, you know, mm -hmm. several million dollar launches that he's had. So it, it all starts somewhere. And if you don't relaunch, it's almost like a waste, right? I see mm. it's all the time. People will, will, will do a beta and they'll see some success or maybe they won't see any success and they just pivot completely and start working on something else because they think that, you know, something wasn't right or this is a wrong offer or whatever. Instead of sticking to it and just tweaking things, seeing what worked well, what didn't work well mm. and doing it again, they get afraid or they don't want to put themselves out there again because they don't want, they don't want to fail again. We all know that failure is part of success. So creating exactly. that reusable launch system is like the third pillar of the let's launch process. And then the fourth being that you need that community, you need that support, you need the accountability, right? Because if you don't have that, it's really tough doing it on your own. So hiring a coach like Ken, you know, joining a program to help yourself just be accountable to show up, it's 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 huge. Yeah. Exactly. Not trying to do it on your, trying to do it on your own. Yeah, that's definitely something I learned throughout this year as well. Is just kind of reach out to people and ask for help, uh, one way or another. Whether you have to pay for it or if you just have a Facebook group or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it always a huge benefit of just reaching out and asking for help for sure. So I understand that you kind of have a like a worksheet that you might want to share with people. I I do. I have a training essentially that. Um, gives you like the first few steps of, I guess the first seven steps, I believe, mm -hmm. of the dream client avatar work that needs to be done. So I can share that with you guys and, and Ken can share that out mm -hmm. for you to be able to go through. And that will give you the steps that you need to take to develop your dream client avatar. Awesome. And from there you can go, you can go wild with it. So all yeah. the steps of, profiling, you know, uh, coming up with all the specifics of the person, naming them, coming up with uh, an actual image, mm -hmm. a picture of somebody. That's like, I feel like that's one of the most fun parts is, is finding a picture of your person, right? Finding a picture of that Sarah and, and printing it out and, and creating your own vision board of the person that you're trying to help. And so when you're feeling down about yourself or things are getting tough, you can look to that, that picture And you can say, you know what, I'm doing this for Sarah. I'm doing this to, to help Sarah. She's drowning. She doesn't care what the color of the rescue boat is that's coming out to save her. I just need to get in that boat and get out to her and save her. You know, that, that'll keep you motivated in times that you're feeling beat up and exhausted. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, we'll link that up in the show notes so people can click it and find it and uh, hopefully get started on their dream client avatar. And like we discussed, that is um, like super important if you want to, you know, attract the right type of people. So do you have any last tips for people that, you know, want to create their dream client avatar? Do it every single time. You know, if you have done the work recently, that's great. If you haven't done it recently, it's time to revisit it. 
you know, like we said, you've grown as a person. So has your dream client avatar. If you, if you're, if your ideal client avatar is an age range, Mm-hmm. it's time for you to go in and, and get more specific. If you haven't named them, if you haven't found a picture of them, take the time to go and, and get that done. Find it, get very specific. The people that you look up to, and this is, this is really simple for everybody. Think of the people you look up to, your mentors, your, your gurus, your business coaches. I guarantee you that each one of them knows who their avatar is through and through that they can sit down and write something or come up with a script that's going to pierce right into your feelings. And the reason why they can do that is because they have that dream client avatar in their head. They know specifically who they're talking to. And the ones that aren't at that level, it's because they haven't gotten that specific yet. Hmm. So there is. if you ever read a piece of content, if you ever consume a video and you're like, that's me, that is so me. That's on purpose. That was created mm-hmm. on purpose because they know who they're talking to. They exactly. were talking to you. They were trying to attract you. Don't be afraid to repel people because they're not your, your people anyway. So you true. Know? So true. Just so go for it. How can people reach out to you, connect with you, ask perhaps some more questions? Where can they find you? Yeah, I love Instagram. Right now, Instagram is my platform of choice. So hit me up on there. It's at Andy R. Ryan. There's already an Andy Ryan who's like a photographer. <laughs> He's got that handle. Don't go and go. I'm Andy R. Ryan. All right? right. So I put my middle initial in there. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I'll well, put that up in show notes as well. And um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and um, sharing, you know, the whole dream client avatar um, process and yeah, just telling people how important it is. Really appreciate that. Definitely. Thank you so much, Ken, for having me on. I super appreciate you having me here today. And I really, really do hope that something today sticks with you, with you, the listener. Let me know. Show me a message. I'd I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Shoot Andy a message and tell him exactly how you feel about it. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch up in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.